Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. So do I keep saying good morning? <laughs> I mean, it is, it is like a normal greeting. <laughs> it is. It's, it would be inappropriate in the morning to say good evening. It would, and it's better than, how are you? We could just be like, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Thanks for joining me this morning. <laughs> hello. Hello. I don't know. I think we're a little slap happy from, <laughs> from another, breakfast. Another and... great breakfast that we keep saying we're not going to talk about, and then no. we just talk about the breakfast. No. Right. No more talk about breakfast, right. Dad. Stop. Right. Breakfast so, done. We are two weeks out from your birthday. It feels like it hasn't happened <laughs> because we didn't celebrate it yet. I know, but stuff happened, so it was all right. Life does like happen. Weather, weather happened is what happened. Yeah, his birthday has gotten rained out several times because we were trying to do something outside, you know, to really please the birthday boy. We mm -hmm. know how much he enjoys time in the outdoors. So we were trying <laughs> to plan a celebration outside for you. I was you. trying not to laugh hard. <laughs> It is kind of funny now that I'm thinking about why we haven't celebrated your birthday yet. Some people are trying to be safe and don't want to be inside and we haven't been able to get it together all because we are trying so hard to make you celebrate your birthday outside. I know. And the, the one night that everything worked and then we had one of the worst storms and trees down everywhere, telephone poles down and it was just like, no, we're not going out. And I remember we called the restaurant and they were like, no, we're not. We're, we're not serving yeah, outside. It's like the middle of a hurricane, and we're like, "Hey, is your tent open?" <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> we're, we're just happy it's there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "No, we're not serving outside in the tent tonight." I was very thankful because we I were, know. you know, I felt like we were going to make this happen one way or another. But I mean, we'll celebrate your birthday next year. Well, I, I'm planning on having many more, so. That's a good thing. Yeah, no, well, yeah. you better have many more. Yeah, well, thank because you. Because we're just getting started here. <laughs> I'm planning on not going anywhere. It's so. a good morning. You're All not right. going anywhere. You're, you're sticking around. I still have much to learn from you. Do you really? I think so. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm learning from you now again. Well, you still have much to learn. I mean, either way. <laughs> we both do. There's learning to be done here. There's yes. lots of unfinished business. Well, the whole point should be, right, that you are always learning. That's true. I, I enjoy learning about all new things all the time. That is true. That's why I, mean, I, I get, well, you know me because I'm a technology guy, but I can't stand when people start going with, oh, I'm too old to learn how to use, you know, cell phone, computer, software. I'm like, really? You're breathing. You're aware. You can read. Well, and, and that's why, like, you're still my tech support. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, <laughs> how do I get the cell phone? Like, what? Do, how do I do this? I Did need I ever to update. Tell you, I would tell you I took... Um, I'm just backing up a little bit. I personally don't like stuff about generations. You know, like when they make these generalizations about this generation is this way. Or well, that that's awkward since we literally made a cross generational podcast. No, I said general. I said generalization. <laughs> <laughs> True, but generalizations about that. In other words, what's valid about what we're doing is you are actually working and functioning. You know, in a in business, and I am also. And so I can tell you how things were 30 years ago versus today. Okay, that's valid. What I'm saying is it's not valid, in my opinion, that 30-year-olds all behave a certain way, 20-year-olds all behave a certain way, 60-year-olds all behave a certain way. 
that no, you're to me totally right because is not valid. If you looked at how you behave and how I behave, you would actually say you're the third year old and I'm it. the Correct. dinosaur. But that's where I was going with this was that probably ten years ago, one of my clients wanted me to audit this training course on generations. So I went into it with an open mind. They started the workshop by giving an assessment to everybody. I want you to know I was like the oldest person in, in the room. Mm-hmm. Took the assessment. I do believe that, by the way. <laughs> I was the oldest person in the room? Yes. Okay. I took the assessment, and I rated as a 23-year-old. <laughs> Mentally? Well, because the assessment was, it was it's questions like, if you're going to contact somebody, do, would you call first, text, use you know, Facebook Messenger, you know, you know what I'm saying? Well, anyway, that's my point is that I basically right off the bat showed the validity of my statement that those workshops are irrelevant because I was the one that came up almost younger than everybody else in the group because I embraced new things and technology and so on. And it's not because of Joe Graziano. It's because there are people who like technology and people who don't. There's people who like cars and people who don't. There's people who like clothes and people who don't so don't loop me into oh you're this age so, so you're saying you don't must... stereotype you exactly don't stereotype anybody yeah anybody so anyway so i don't I, know how we got we off. just got very off topic um we didn't even tell you what the topic was so what is the topic so maybe half i'm of exhausted our, already. half of our listeners <laughs> half of our listeners may have departed at this point because they're like i don't even know what we're talking about today so I guess maybe a good segue is your birthday hasn't been celebrated in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And if you had just taken some TAM initiative <laughs> and planned your own party, then maybe you would have accomplished what you wanted to in the celebration of this year of life. Right. I should have said we're eating inside at X restaurant on this date at this time. Yeah. See you. See you there or celebrate me another time. Right. That reminds me of a, of something that we taught at the Dale Carnegie course and it has nothing to do, I'm not giving anything away from Dale Carnegie, but I'm going to give the headline. It's called message to Garcia. And that means nothing to anybody. No, but okay. <laughs> but they referenced this and it was an article that was written very short, a uh, little pamphlet, little short thing, like nine pages written in 1899, but it had to do with William McKinley during the Spanish-American War needed to get a message to this General Garcia, who was evidently the Cuban insurgent general, and he needed to get a message to him. Garcia was buried in, in not buried, but they didn't know where he was. This is 1890-something, right? No telephone. They had telegraph, but they couldn't reach him. And he didn't know how to get this message to him. And they said, you have to see this Rowan, who was an army officer. And they gave the message to Rowan. William McKinley literally gave the message and said, this has to go to Garcia. Rowan took the message, put it in his pouch, disappeared, went into the jungles of Cuba, came out, the message was delivered. And the reason this person, Albert Hubbard, wrote this article was to say, we need more Rowans that make things happen without asking 100,000 questions. And he used the example that in his business, in Hubbard's business, if he asked, and and by the way, this is the 1800s, so people are all the same, right? Same problems today. If they asked a whole bunch of people, take this message and deliver it to whomever, 
almost everybody would say, well, what's the message? Why do I have to do it? Can't Charlie do it? Or how do I look it up? How do I find it? Where am I going to find him? Where It's going to be a million questions. Whereas the point is Rowan just did it. And to your point about me, like we asked a million questions. What restaurant would everybody like to go to? Where would we like to go? You know what? Who wants to be inside? Who wants to be outside? Correct. And Trying we, to make everybody happy. And we made it really complicated. And you could take that uh, same analogy to business and say, how many of your employees, if you if you um, have employees, how many of your employees can you actually give the role to and they go and just do it and use their creativity and everything else to make it happen? You, you're VP so what, of, go ahead. So I was just going to say for our listeners, because I feel like, I don't know if anybody else is like me where, you know, history lessons tend to to send me blank. <laughs> I, I tried to do that short. But no, I mean, it was, you know, there was brevity in it for sure. But, you know, we, we've learned about Garcia and whatever. But for the listeners, this episode is on initiative. So keep listening if you are somebody that is interested in thinking about how you set yourself apart as an employee, how you set yourself apart as an individual in life mm-hmm. and become the let's call it the Ray Donovan, right? The problem solver, the person that gets it done. So I think what you're trying to get at, Dad, is the message to Garcia was there was something that needed to get done. Mm-hmm. And there were 20 people that could have done the job if who was it that was sending the message? The president. The president. McKinley. <laughs> McKinley. <laughs> so there were probably hundreds of people that could have done the job of getting the message to Garcia if McKinley had charted the whole path and given them the map of how it happens and told them exactly what to do. But maybe there was one person that was who McKinley would rely on because he would tell them what needed to happen and they would get it done. Right. And they would, to your point, use their creativity, take initiative, problem solve, figure it out so that they become an asset and become somebody that could be relied on to use their brain and figure it out and not require that somebody tells them the answer to the test before it's done. Correct. And that's how you, that's how you rise in an organization is because you, you're given the goal, maximize our profits or grow that territory, right? Or make a better widget, you know, or create a more efficient engine, right? Whatever the thing is, you take initiative, but you use your creativity and your everything else about you to make it happen. You don't come back and ask 100,000 questions and then try to get somebody else to do it or whatever. Well, and I love this because I think the same thing is true from a sales perspective. Mm -hmm. Why will one person be awarded the project or program versus another? Maybe it's because somebody's product is cheaper, right? And the customer knows exactly what they want. But the person that is going to win is the person that has solved a problem. The person that takes the initiative and hears what a customer is saying and then goes and figures out a way to get it done and brings that back to them. Mm-hmm. Brings them the solution back without, if the customer has to answer all the questions of how something would be done, then what value are you bringing? Right, right. So I think this is a very good topic. So what are some of the things that get in the way of a good employee 
from taking that initiative? Well, I think, you know, there's two pieces to this, right? Maybe more. I think the first thing is when somebody is new in a role or somebody is new to an organization, they have mm -hmm. some things they have to learn. So they need to learn about what, you know, how things are done at a company or they need to learn about President McKin McKinley, his style. McKinley? Mm -hmm. McKinsey? I should know this. McKinley. <laughs> <laughs> U.S. history, not my strength. Um, but they, should, they need to know about President McKinley's style so that he knew, well, what, what is this leader looking for? They need to know about the organizational style so that they know how far they can take something, right? How far should they run with an idea to get something done? When do they need to come back for, you know, but isn't this, guidance or it, for, for validation that something's okay? Isn't this kind of like the, the, the two types of approaches? One is asking permission and one is... Asking forgiveness. Forgiveness. No, you're yeah. right. But I think there's two pieces to it, right? Mm -hmm. Some Like, why might somebody not do that? So I, I think the first part is somebody needs to have appropriate training. So that's on a leader. Okay. So that, that's, all right. that's that a new employee. You're not a new consider, employee. Right. Let's consider that the person has been trained appropriately and all of that. Mm -hmm. You've got two sides of it. So I think people ask questions or will try and get out of doing things because they want to do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So the more that I can ask you questions about why you're asking me to do this, I could find somebody else that maybe could do it instead. There's laziness, right? Mm -hmm. But the other piece of it is sometimes, and we've talked about this for quite some time, sometimes your people are insecure and don't have confidence in themselves. Exactly. Right. Right. And, and then instead of having confidence in yourself and going out and educating yourself and figuring it out, you ask a lot of questions and then it becomes to the point where somebody's like, well, I don't need you to do it if I need to tell you yeah. every single thing. And that's to say, that's, that's a message that I like, I think we both want to get across here is that you end up shooting yourself in the foot because that's tied to, you may not have the confidence or you're a people pleaser. In other words, I want you as my boss to be pleased with me. So therefore I don't want to disappoint you. So I'm going to ask you a million questions to make sure that whatever I give you back is what you want. Whereas what you wanted was it done and you trusted me to do it in my way, but I'm almost reflecting back. So basically, if you are a type of person who likes to please others and you have a little bit of a lack of confidence in your own abilities, get over it Yeah. and do the job because that's how you'll really shine and become that person that delivers the message to Garcia, which is what I love about that little story that maybe was convoluted, but then you can just keep saying, no, I, I need the person who can deliver the message to Garcia. Cause it's not about the message to Garcia. It's about saying yes and making that, making your territory more profitable, building that better engine, doing whatever it is that you do. And that's how people and places and organizations scale. They mm -hmm. scale by having people that are able to execute on the vision. Brilliant. That's exactly it. Execute on the vision. I'm not telling you how to, how to execute on the vision. I'm not giving you the plans. I think if the expectation is that you're going to follow a map and get there, you're a cog. Correct. And guess what? You don't have to pay cogs a lot of money. No. And, and I mean, there's a right? need for cogs, right? There's a production line and there's a thing that has to happen and there's, you know, a right. process that's to follow. 
but anybody can do that as long as they've got the right. Right. Uh, well, that's that's why people, as you move up, the reason you're compensated more is because you have a lot more risk. Number one, because when you do take initiative, you could be like, "Oh God, it didn't work." <laughs> also, we're paying you to make something happen because we're going to go on and do other stuff that we have to do. And you're going to handle that, and I trust you to handle it. So you're compensated more for that. Because you're paying for an outcome. Exactly. But if it's something that I'm just going to make sure, oh, you did 14 bolts in an hour, That's I can hire someone else to do 14 bolts also. Right. And that's what we don't want to have happen. We want to be the one supervising and making the process better. You've always been, Dad, I think, reliably somebody that gets the message to Garcia. I think back to my... Thank you. I think back to my grill fiasco, actually, a couple years back. We were having a party. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? I do. (laughs) Our grill broke, and we had a big party planned the next day. It was our anniversary weekend, and uh, our grill had broken, so we ordered a new grill, and we accidentally ordered the wrong grill. So we it delivered a day before, two days before the party. And it was a natural gas grill instead of being a propane propane. grill. And they they asked, well, so where is the gas line? And I was like, you mean you're going to hook up the propane tank, right? And they're like, no, this is a gas line. So now I'm trying to problem solve. I'm like, okay, I call and I'm like, how do I get a gas line installed? I call the plumber and they're like, you can't do that overnight. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that won't work. So I call you and I said, dad, I need a grill for tomorrow. And you were like, okay, well, I'll go to PC Richards with, with you. We'll buy a new propane grill and and you built it. So I look at you as, you know, you always get the message to Garcia. Well, thank you. You were reliably you were reliably my uh who was that man that got the message to Garcia? <laughs> Rowan. <laughs> you are you are my Rowan, Dad. Well, thank you. It was really nice. You are my Rowan. Yeah. So we, we, did. we, we went we, out we, for dinner for our anniversary, and, and you built the grill, and you saved the next day. Yeah, that's right. And we even returned the, got them to pick up and return yeah, the other one. Yeah, they picked up the other one. gave you a credit for that one. <laughs> exactly. So I, I didn't tell you, Dad, I need you to go to PC Richards, and I need you to get the grill and build the grill. You basically were like, you need a grill for tomorrow, and I'm Dad, and I'm a hero, and I'm going to make this and happen. <laughs> It's what dads do. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really nice. But that's actually a great example of what we're talking about. Yeah. Joe yeah. Rowan Graziano. There you go. <laughs> well, I hope this wasn't a confusing episode for everybody, but I think we nailed it, I think. What do you think? That's a bit presumptuous. Again, we have to work <laughs> on your humility. But we did. I, I mean, let's let the listeners be the judge of that. If you think that we nailed this episode, leave a comment, leave a review, yeah, share a this review. with a friend. Yes, yeah. If you think we didn't, let us know. And if we screwed up royally, <laughs> share it with a friend and say, listen to this screw up. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I'm starting to wonder, I think maybe, you know, maybe dad, you need a lesson in humility. So we'll take all reviews. Okay. We'll take all feedback. All right. That's fair. <laughs> all right. Well, this good. was good. Let's take some initiative. I hope that all of our listeners will think about as they're going into the new work week or even personal life, right? If you think mm-hmm. about how you rowaned the crap out of my grill, mm-hmm. um, that sounded weird, but really did. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were able to row in a grill together. 
Um, as you think about your week and you think about, you know, the next time that a project comes up at work, before you ask a thousand questions, think about how can I be that Rowan and how can I get the message to Garcia mm -hmm. and use that incredible thing that's between your ears mm -hmm. and figure something out. There you go. Thank you. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.